Broadcasting Network. One, two, uh, one, two, three. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Okay, we're back again. Hi, Jim. Hi, <laughs> Ray. We're very happy to be back. We were kind of disappointed when the show was going off the air. And um, also, I want to thank the people that have uh, written in on my blog. Or 
Yeah, yeah. we got quite a few responses, and people really wanted this show. So Yeah, and thank you. And they were well thought out, too. Yeah. Um, so Ray and I are happy to be back and kind of trying to pick up of where, where we left off. Um, been thinking about how to do that. We've been on kind of a search. Um, so I got to, well, first, well, what Ray and I always do is we kind of check our, our being in this room, a, sense, a feeling of ourselves, checking on our body, our hey, posture. Hey, Jim, speaking of like checking in on stuff, you know that we got a few um, sponsors now, right? Yeah. And one of them being Amazon, you know, and, and we're grateful and we hope you are too. And there's a chance to go on, you know, Amazon and, and go on Amazon via our link and bookmark it and you'll be helping us out. And it'd be a pretty big deal. All right. I'm still thinking of my body right now, but now no, we maybe we can get back to that now. Yeah, great. Well, <laughs> Ray, we're glad. We, well, looks like we have like a segway. Segway. It uh, looks like we we're getting some sponsor response, and we're very happy to hear that. That will um, pay for the, the what's needed for the show to go on. So we're thankful and happy to hear about that. Now, for those podcasters, the group that's hopefully be some new people. And for the people been with us, we've kind of been on a journey. And I'm going to schedule, I'm going to call this part we're in now. I've been thinking of how to work with what I did last, what we did last, uh, when we were last on, and how to segue into this. Um, I'm calling this the preparation to withstand higher truth. Okay, in other words... Something that's higher than we're used to um, is going to take a preparation to be able to to absorb it, to take it in. You know, if we were have if we had to plead a case before the Supreme Court on the knowledge I have now, you know, the power of that court and me, uh, my little knowledge, uh, would be too much to take. If the Cleveland Browns called me and asked me if I'd be their kickoff return man, for example, and I had to be behind that goal and catch that ball and run into the first five 300-pounders, what a shock that would be. Um, not prepared for it at all. So anything higher coming to a next level is uh, you have to prepare for it. And I call this preparing to withstand, and not just understand, to withstand um, higher uh, possibilities. Um, so, I remember one time you yeah. told me that um, when I started out, like, I guess we were, I was a year into it, and you told me that um, I had a problem with women. You know, like, I, and then I was like, and I remember I took that in, and I was, I was damning you for saying that, <laughs> because it was the truth. But I couldn't really see it. And then, you know, through the years and such, you know, I have seen it. And it's a, it's a tough thing to face. It's a, it's a tough preparation to take in a deeper truth. Yeah. A good example. Preparation, like in relationship, is another level of that. How to be able to take in even healthier kinds of relationships. I mean, over the years, I've the same thing 
trouble with women and not being able to really um, communicate. Um, and over the years, I'm in my 80th year now, um, the preparation for a relationship that could work better uh, helped me to um, have the relationship I have now with my wife, Lynn. So everything, no matter what level you want to put it on, is um, some kind of understanding, some waking up has to occur. Now, some of the things I'm going to give will be like pictures because this material is hard to um, just get across in words. But one, one, more, one picture I like to use is the, the, the conditioned life, the, the life we talked a lot in the, the first episodes of. The conditioned life is like a typhoon. It's like a lot of energy that's been uh, given by other people and particular culture we're in and particular parents we have and so on. All that conditioning and going through all that development I call like a typhoon. But right in the middle of it, the center of the typhoon is a calm area. It's an area of light. It's an area where the sun can penetrate. It's an area where the sky is blue. But this typhoon on the outside is grinding away. And that, to me, is our conditioning. That's our life. That's the ego that's pushing forward. And we've lost touch with, uh, with this center, this more peaceful place. So the integration of the typhoon with the light the center light is what we're kind of trying for. Anything that, oh, I know, I remember one time in my early life experimenting, uh, scared, I was afraid of it, but beginning to experiment, I was with people who were taking drugs and so on. And one day, as I was very anxious about, should I try something or so on, um, the people who were with um, slipped in. Um, a mind-altering drug. Oh, now what was it? Let me try to think of it. Somebody slipped you a Mickey. Yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Um, was it like at what year was it? Oh God, what year? Uh, this mid, could be bad if you don't remember. Mid fifties, I think. Um, so it was probably like mescaline or something. Yeah, what's that famous one? Um, Acid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it was that one. Anyway. An uh, alter a a um, conscious alter, altering drug, uh, taking it particularly like that I didn't even know it. They put it in the tea, I was drinking. The power of that on my conscious mind, where and where it took me, is an example of what I'm talking about. I couldn't handle the power of what was coming from their mind altering drug, drugs. You see what I mean? Uh, it was too much. What happened to you? Well, I mean, I was like. I wanted to go to a hospital, you know, which a lot of people did in those days. Take, but taking the ER because the, the the drugs that were allowed to come in not not just not marijuana, so, but um, the mushrooms from Mexico and acid, these were powerful babies that just shot you up to another level that um, I wasn't able to handle. That's an example of what I mean. You know, there's a good quote by um, Timothy Leary, never give a um, four-cylinder brain an eight-cylinder drug. <laughs> Not yeah. that you had four of them, but you know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. That happened to me, too, by the way, in Hawaii. I got um, 
somebody did that to me, gave me um, acid in my drink. Really? Yeah. And then I was out and about, and we were driving around. Wow. I was driving with someone, and there was a party. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the lights, the streaming of the lights and so on when we were driving by, and I go, wow, you know, the lights in Hawaii are different from the lights in L.A. Yeah. And I was doing all this observation. I was going, hmm. And then I didn't find out until the next day. I was fine. Mm-hmm. But then the guy told me, and I was a little upset. Oh. But I made it. it was, and then there was a picture of me, and I had like a, a halo around my head. Oh, my God. Never did it again. Didn't dig it. Didn't like it. Yeah. So interesting. Ray and I really have some of the same experience in that area. Um, taking something we didn't know, and then I, I had mine. I really I sound like he had a little less time than I did. You had a bad um, trip, and I had a good trip. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So here we are. We're in this kind of this machine, the psychosomatic organism as a potential instrument through which higher knowledge could come through, uh, this energy may enter us. That's that uh, light at the center of the typhoon could possibly penetrate. But there's work on the typhoon now, and that's what I'm calling preparation. For that typhoon, you would have to think that the typhoon would have to settle down a little bit. It would have to ease up. It would have to allow something there. As long as the typhoon is in full measure, uh, that light won't be able to get through. But, you know, that's huge within itself to even realize that you might be in that. Mm. You know, I don't think most do. No. No, that's right. We don't experience it as that. And that, and so the first step of this is really to begin to see the typhoon, to begin to see the machine. How do we begin? To us, it feels so natural that we don't even, we don't, even, we don't have nothing to set it up against at all. So our our attraction for, for truth is just to do in the world of image and security and um, things of the level kind of of the typhoon, where the light is different. Another thing, someone told me about a a documentary of a a poppy field in some southern plantation or something. Um, And as the sun breaks through in the morning, the poppies are all, they're all drooped down, they're all looking down, this whole field. As the heat of the sun comes, the poppies begin to rise. And their, their, their little heads, we'll say, begin to come up, and they begin to come up. As they get more heat of the sun, they're affected by this force, and what we're calling the higher force. And, um, and eventually they even begin to turn their heads, I'll call it. As the sun moves, they turn towards the sun. And they do it like a giant chorus, you know, like they're all in step, like a choreography. And now their heads are up, their flower is out, and they're getting the heat of the sun. That's an example that I'll come come back to, too. Some other force has to penetrate so our heads lift up, so the typhoon doesn't totally take us. And then we begin to follow that. So there's something deeply hidden in ourselves that is in that flower and those poppies 
that um, it's hard to get to it. So the first part is even seeing it. And that takes a while. Many traditions call it different things, self-observation, the watcher, um, something that could watch and see the functions of the typhoon, see how it blows houses down, see how it works with water, how it knocks a bridge down. Something else has to see that. Um, it's like a shock. So step one is some kind of um, observation. We'll call it self-observation, witness. Traditions call it all different things. But it's something that could stay in place and literally watch the function of the machine, of the typhoon. And the second part would be having some kind of guidance. Now that we're watching and seeing some of this happen, and we're seeing how our moods change, how we can move from one thing to another, the slightest thing, a mechanical reactivities to our life and we be begin to feel like this is the condition of our life. And then the third part would be to now um, develop instruments or practices or schools or traditions um, to help us see. I'm calling this hard blindness. I'm calling blindness of the natural state for deeper truth or higher truth. In other words, the typhoon is the typhoon. It's natural laws. It's just doing what it's doing. You know, it's nothing right or wrong about it. The quest for higher truth does not arrive of a person's subjectivity. You just don't kind of think of it one day. It doesn't arrive out of subjectivity or heredity. It doesn't because you have a certain heredity that you do it or some kind of genetic um, um, constitution. No, it's something more than those things for us to come to this. Um, but from an objective consequence of universal laws, uh, that's, this is a little tricky here. Um, laws for our first nature has come. Evolution has produced, and that's our first nature, and it's natural, and it's great, and it um, has us do what we do, um, and it gives us the energy to do that, and that's step one. And that's... But... To, to understand that there possibly could be a, a second nature, a nature that uh, uh, does not belong to just the universal, those universal laws, but almost has its own kind of laws, too. What you like talking about the absolute now? What are you talking about? Yeah, now that's one thing. There, there are traditions that call it the absolute, that force, that energy, that called God, called the Atman, uh, the spirit, all kinds of names for it, the electricity of that force. as a force that's um, inside us somewhere, but the machine and its reactivity and its typhoonic kind of, I don't know if that's a word, uh, the power being blown all over the place, and there's just nothing that, can, that will stop us ever try to go anywhere else you know what the weird thing is you know I'll, I'll i'll sit in the morning you know but i would talk to you about it and before i would sit i'd have to have my cigarette first before i would mm -hmm. sit which is really kind of pathetic in a weird way but to see that struggle that i had with sitting first before i had the cigarette which i do now but 
it's still, you know, I mean, there's a struggle just mm-hmm. within that. I mean, you're just speaking of the typhoon. Yeah. I mean, that's that's from, you know, from, that's my state right when I fucking wake up. Right. You know, and then, yeah. and that's the quietest I am pretty much right when I wake up. And now mm-hmm. take that and times it by God knows what, and then you're out in public and you're out there doing whatever you might be doing. I mean, talk about a typhoon. I mean, that's just just that little crossroads with me either having a cigarette or not having a cigarette before I sit. Now, okay, go out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're going to meet other typhoons. So the, inter- the intersecting of the different typhoons can cause a lot of stuff. You know, that the world could, could lead the world to wars. It could lead to ends of relationships and beginnings and typhoons mix and that's one of the things about couples world um, uh, for a couple to bring their own little typhoon their conditioned life and all their defenses and habits and tendencies and moods into a relationship comes up against the other person's um, typhoon and uh, um, different kinds of uh, uh, Isn't that called being together for all the wrong reasons? <laughs> uh. Well, we got to, it's something to work through. We're first attracted to that. But it takes a while then to see if some way we could, the two of us almost could blend and kind of make um, one. But uh, both the uh, awareness of the importance of consciousness and a way of, of trying to help each other. Um the movement from this thing we're calling the natural self, remember typhoon is pretty natural, uh, first nature, to the second nature, or spiritual self, or higher consciousness, or enlightenment. Again, all these words, just used by different tradition, is what I call the second birth. The moving from one to the other is the second birth. So the quest for higher truth and the presence of higher truth but are, are some people born in, in the second birth like i don't know many people born out of love i mean at least i don't know that many i don't think i know any but aren't some people born in that in that second birth don't well, some people just have that mm-hmm. my understanding is um first place we're all born into the first birth because the vehicle we're using is his body. So that's natural, and that's what I call just a natural nature, natural self. And it's a great, great machine. It works wonderfully. Um, some people are born in situations that in their environment, there's a call and a touch to this more, to this other self, to what we're calling a spiritual self. Uh, given that name. It's, it's somehow in the environment. Maybe their parents were in it. Maybe there was more love in their situation. Um, and that part has been activated earlier. Remember, the second part of us is already in us. It's just... It's the, got covered up. It gets covered up. Remember that, that using of the typhoon. That center is there. The sun is shining there. The sky is blue there. There's no great turmoil there while this other thing goes on. Yeah, so mm-hmm. some people have, they've come from a world, they're a couple or sometimes a culture 
that uh, valued that, and they were and they were nourished early about that. So they start early. It's in the culture uh, to do it. Um, like, give an example. Well, there are people that are. No, know, like, give an example of a culture. Uh, in Indian culture, for example, where Buddhism is strong, and the children are, are usually affected by it, and they learn to um, to sit meditation earlier. Um, so the culture itself is, has a more internal. It's not all external. There's an internal value to the inner life of the person and the importance of that inner life to be developed and uh, to eventually take over their whole life. And the, a lot of times in the Indian world, the end of life, the people that would be like my age, they would be really... They're devoted. revered, right? And some are, yeah. But they, they would be now developing their whole life, what's left of it also would be used to totally for their spiritual life. They actually retire from the world and um, spend their whole life and whatever that would be, meditation or prayer or, or whatever. Uh, so they have ideas about that, that there's something important in our internal life and that light and uh, of the typhoon, that inner light, um, that's important. You just can't give it Always put it on the second burner. So they do more practices. They may sit longer. They may, it's prayer. They're praying more and so on. All those things. They begin to do more of it. And the retreat also to go away and into the forest or whatever. Um, yeah, so there's cultures that, that, um, that support that. So now we'll talk about the second birth. Um, uh, in the second birth, there's new eyes. Hey, Jim, before we get yeah. to the new eyes, can yeah. we um, can we say um, you know hello to one of our sponsors? Sure can. All right, and we'd like to thank you very much. Mother's Day is coming up. I don't have a mom; she's dead. But don't kid yourself. I am getting flowers for her. I'm going to put them next to her urn. So this week. 100 blooms for mom, plus a free glass vase, only $19.99. That's a huge bouquet and huge savings. A great deal for you and your mom if you've got one. So, if you've been thinking of trying Pro Flowers, this is the bouquet to try it. These blooms are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least one week, and that's really great because usually fresh flowers only stay good for like two, three days, and they're looking good for a week. Plus, our listeners get an exclusive deal. Upgrade to a premium pink vase and add chocolates for just $10 more. Really? I'm doing that. Mom, I get the chocolate. This amazing special is good until midnight on Friday, April 29th. So don't miss out. Here's the only way to get your 100 blooms for Mom just for $19.99. Call 1-800-PRO-Flowers and mention Lesson. Or go to the corner and type in Lesson. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in lesson. That helps us, and we help you. This offer expires midnight, April 29th. Order now, please. Thanks, ProFlowers. New eyes, Jim. Okay, new eyes. Meaning, there's an old teaching that I used to teach. Um, 
I forgot where I got it, even got it from. Um, that that says that if something is really seen deeply, to be seen is to be born. To really see something, for us to be experienced more deeply instead of superficially all the time, that something comes out of us when we're really seen. Um, to develop eyes in this world is now to develop an eye that that see things in a different way. Um, um, that's huge. As, and now even psychologically, that's important. There's some some of us that have been born but haven't been really be, haven't been seen yet. That is, people have looked at us, but no one with any real depth of being really took us in and and saw us. In fact, if we're seen for the first time, it's almost painful. The eyes of a person that can see deeply when you've never been seen at the beginning is almost painful. That's what I mean about levels. This other level was strong and um, uh, it's difficult to take, to take in that someone could really see you at a deep level, value and value your dignity as a person. That's not, easy, that's not easy to take until we get used to those eyes. So to be seen, really seen, is to be born. And when one is seen, no longer just looked at or passed over, then there's a depth in that person coming from the eyes of the seer. Sometimes the seer is a therapist. Sometimes it's a, a lover and someone that loves us in a certain way. Not, not necessarily have to be that. Um, um, and then we can feel something deeper in ourselves because that light has penetrated us to a deeper level. Is that what I was looking for as a kid? You know, when I would go out, like I found Will Davis and, mm. you know, because I didn't really have the, the father, you know, kind of thing. So I think maybe that's what I was looking for. Yeah, and that, that's what I was looking for, I know. In other words, it's, it's not something we think of. It's not so much of a perception or a point of view. We just feel a need. You're not really, really conscious of it, are you? Right. We don't, you, you, may, you may not be able to articulate it back or anything, but you know you're, you're hurting and wanting in a way. So when you meet the fourth grade teacher, like as you did, um, uh, not fourth grade teacher, but uh, what's his name? Will. Will. Uh, you found it in that person. I found it in a, all, a guy who lived across the street from me um, many, many years ago as a kid, old Nick. Um, he was he was a hundred then, when, but he used to sit out on the step all the time, and he's a guy, and I can go over and sit with, and I just felt like he he would listen to me. Um, it was a very old time. His house did not have electricity, or I don't know if they had running water. Was this in yeah. Philly? Yeah, this is in Philly, and he grew up at the turn of the century. And um, anyway, and I used to sit with him and felt my first connection. But then that goes on, and I look, you know, you look, you look for people at different levels. I think when I first went to therapy, it was that, found that into a therapist in Philadelphia when I was very young. And um, the search goes on about that. There's something missing that we want, and um, later on, um, we can come to it's not so much a person we 
can go through a person and uh, take their um, gifts that they can give, but eventually it's this higher consciousness, um, the light that coming from that, and the force coming from another level that we could um, get the impression from, like that sun that shines on the poppies and their heads rise, our heads rise when we really feel um, this connection. Well said. Thank you. So we're in search, and that's a lot of what love is. That's a lot of what beginning love is, what marriage is, and so on. Is try and find someone that that will hear us. Yeah, you know, when you're really heard by someone, I don't know if you've had the experience of you hear a lot of talking, a lot of chatter, a lot of, and then some way you come across somebody that this is not the case. They're, li- they're um, literally listening. It feels like you're being heard. It really feels that way. And you want to talk now because you found somebody. You don't want to just chatter. You want to try to say some meaningful things because they can take it in. They're the receptacle. They're the receiver. They can take your voltage. But maybe the prior to this, we never found anyone who felt I could take my 60 watts, you know, or whatever mine is. And then once we find that, something kind of begins to light up. And beginning love sometimes in relationships, we light up like that poppy, you know, because someone's listening to us and thinks we're valuable. So let's see. Uh, as we come to this part, what Ray and I have been doing, I don't know if we you want to do that further. Do you want to do that or you want to wait to... I'm talking to Ray that we got something coming up, up on the board. But anyway, what Ray and I have been doing, and we may can do it once more, and if people like it, we may go on with it, but uh, remember... Are we going to scat? Yeah. <laughs> now, Ray was starting to develop. But oh, was I? Yeah. You know, we got another development, though, too. We got a new producer, Jim Gary, who's who's a really good guy. Uh-huh. And um, I'd like him to say hi to everybody. And today's his first day with us. And um, I got to say, uh, kind of digging you, Gary. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. I really appreciate that. I'm digging it, too. You guys are a lot of fun. Um, I uh, am new to this show, but I've been at, uh, at the network for a while working on some other shows. And I just wanted to uh, say hi to all the Life Lessons fans and let you know that uh, we're bringing back the show. We're going to bring back all the uh, all the good parts that you love and hopefully improve on a few things and try to uh, bring it into a better overall experience for everyone. A few of the things I can tell you about that we are going to be starting are uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, the Twitter will be up by the time you hear this, uh, this episode. It will be uh, twitter.com slash L-L-W-J-C, which stands you, for Jim. Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And you can uh, Twitter us there. So if you have any suggestions or questions. Wait, what's the Facebook thing? Well, the Facebook hasn't been completely set up yet. So I'm going to have it. I'm going to hopefully have it set up. So it's Facebook.com slash L-L-W-J-C. You know, I'm pretty original here. 
But uh, sounds a little repetitive. Yeah, well, gym for two dudes who don't really work the computer. Well, that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be we the listener. Get on it. <laughs> that's gonna be the listener's uh, chance to What's get in touch Amazon. with me. Dot com anyway. <laughs> well, that that's the that's the whole idea. They can get in touch with me, and then I will relay their messages to you. That sounds so, great. So uh, we can get a little bit of interaction going. So for anyone who's interested in that, please feel free to Twitter us. And uh, thank you guys for having me on as your new producer. I'm looking forward to uh, to the show being back. And uh, thanks a lot. And great show so far. Okay, good. Thanks, Gary. Good to have you. Okay, so Twitter me this, Batman. Um. But you did read the blog. You were into the blog. You took. You called me and told me about it. Well, then. Uh, all right. So yeah. it wasn't okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, she said I've got something on the blog, and I went over and looked at it. And you know what's surprising that we can work phones. You and I. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm not. You're not like me. I'm really. I'm. I'm not. I'm not in. Lynn's my connection with the 21st century. You don't know Control-Alt-Delete? You don't know that one? What's it called? Control-Alt-Delete, like mm-hmm. to start up the computer. And all. Uh, I can start it up, yeah. I better quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> I sound like I know what I'm talking about now. Okay, so today we got started, and we said this, this phase is going to be called what we're calling the preparation for, to withstand higher truth in the beginning of a, uh, seeing with deeper eyes and... Um, and uh, and so we're going to kind of go in that direction and try to give some tools for working in that particular level, moving from one nature and connecting it to another nature and try to get a bridge over from one to the to the next. And remember, I'm doing this, I always going to remind you, I'm not any guru, I'm not any, I'm just a man that's uh, been around for a long time and been experimenting with different things. Um, so to get you in, if you're interested, that's fine. Then yeah, but you're a shrink, out. too. I mean, come on. Give yeah. yourself some credit. Okay. Yeah. So I understand some of the psychology of it. I'm trying to kind of connect Western psychology to the Eastern traditions of Zen and, and um, Buddhism and so on. So I am trying to link things together. Um, and, you know, it's going to be an interesting trip to try to link that and make that bridge uh, we need to get to the second part of the over there. We get across this river, we're going to need a boat or a bridge or something um, to get to the other side, to get to the second nature. Okay, now we're going to um, keep, keep adding to that each week as we go along, the tools of that. All right, now um, let's, let's, let's uh, go off with a, a scatting. Okay, we're in the scatting part of our part. I'm going to do a little scatting. I'm going to use music in this world. I um, have to talk about the music. Vibration. Here we go. I'm going to start and Ray's going to follow. Shoo-ba-doo-ba-doo, beep-bop-bop-boo, bay-bop-bop-a-doo-day. Okay. Shoop-a-doop-bee-bop-bo-doop-ba-da-ba-doop-bay. Yeah, he's getting some. Ba-ba-ba-ba-doop-doop-doop-ba-ba-dee-ba-doop-day-boop-ba-ba-doop-ba
I'm done. No, you're done. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll give you some 64th notes. People will like that. Here we go. Get out, Jim. Waiting for the bars to go by to come in at the beginning. Here we go. 64th note scatter. Here we go. That's an easy one, right? Here we go. Boop, 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 End with me, Rick. Right? I think we're ending. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, folks, we're coming to end. Um, and we thank you. This is our first we're new show. And we're very excited. And we have a sponsor. And we'll welcome you back next week. One, Bye. Two, uh, one, two, three. <laughs> Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
to the Ace Broadcasting Network.